Welcome to Pursuing Questions, imprints of inquiry, possibilities for play, and provocations for living. This podcast, formerly known as The Playful Podcast, is for those cultivating an ethos towards mutual flourishing, healing, learning, and living well throughout the human experience. Here, we linger at the intersections of reflection and revisiting in hopes of nudging ourselves into intentional, innovative, and reclaimed ways of being, thinking, and imagining within our lifelong learning journeys. We transcend predetermined scripts and boundaries by harnessing the interdisciplinary wisdom of early childhood educators and really anyone who facilitates experiences with humans, big or small. I'm your host, Kim Barton, and I am living, loving, learning, and playing in Guelph, Ontario, the city known as Two Rivers and the lands traditionally governed by the Dish With One Spoon Covenant. Join me in the quest within the questions. I'm excited to wonder, wander, marvel, and play alongside you. So I've been thinking lately a lot about this idea of mentorship. Uh, And this came from the fact that I um, was talking a lot about work with my close friends and family and partner. And, you know, I was really dominating the conversation with this, this inquiry thing that I was trying to that I was really rumbling with at work. And so as I, as I tend to do, this sparked me to say like, okay, what is this moment like asking of me? And I, I realized, you know, maybe this means I need a mentor in my life. Uh, so that caused me to reach out to somebody who I thought might be a good fit. And that's a process I've just started. So I'm curious to see where it goes. but. This idea of mentorship came to me because I have participated in some of the Guelph Outdoor School's uh, mentorship programs. And we talked a lot about what mentorship is, what isn't, how our society today really lacks um, mentorship. And, you know, we're kind of all just designing life, curating life um, as best as we know it and maybe better than what our parents designed for us or uh, what our educators designed for us. I I knew that I was walking this path uh, more alone than I could be. At the same time in my previous workplace, we talked a lot about mentorship. Uh, I I was a mentor. I had a lot of imposter syndrome about it because I hadn't necessarily walked through a lot of the scenarios that we were encountering um, in our rela- mentorship relationships. So I truly was modeling how I would think through something, who I would reach out to about something, how I would 
you know, take time to reflect and respond before taking action towards something. Um, how I might hold attention for longer than feels appropriate to see where it takes me. You know, I have some of this experience mentoring, but I then needed my own mentor. I wasn't aware of this until, um, until I spent my time with the Guelph Outdoor School talking about mentorship because we were asked to reflect on who the mentors were in our lives. Um, and I can name several today who I, you know, reach out to and who, who are kind of these like guiding light posts in my life and whose relationship I truly deeply am humbled by and so grateful for. But at the time of the conversation with the Guelph Outdoor School, I guess it probably would have been a year ago. And I hadn't met some of my mentors that I have today, or I wasn't in relationship with them in a mentorship kind of way. So um, when I was asked who my mentors were, I said, some of my biggest mentors are actually dead. Um, some of the people I, I continue to feel mentored by are no longer here. And what's so interesting about it is that if they were here today, I don't know if I would feel their guidance in the same way. For both of them, it was their death that made me retroactively unearth the lessons they've left me with. And those have become the compass by which I've um, grown my values and the direction that I took in life. I guess it didn't initially lead me anywhere, but I landed a leadership position at a summer camp, which Mike had also had. And I remember like thinking to myself at that time, like, how would Mike lead what kind of things did he do as a leader um and then you know I kind of lost touch with some of his lessons throughout university and it wasn't until um 20 so in 2016 my life fell apart and I kind of let it unravel and then restitch it from the ground up um and so it was in 2017 that I was looking for some work and our family friend uh, who was also friends with Mike, said he needed somebody to help be a mentor with classroom educators and take them to local wild spaces and uh, show them how to um, play with children and uh, how to let the curriculum emerge from, um, from the encounters that happen in wild spaces. And so I did that program for a year and I realized so much of what I was thinking back to with Mike was things, were the same things that uh, my co-leader was thinking back to. And so, you know, together I, I, I heard all these other sides of the story to Mike. Anyways, it just like led me to all these series of events and then eventually becoming interested in pedagogy tied me right back 
to all the stories I heard about Mike, how Mike made decisions about our outdoor ed program, what led him to decide that hot tenting with teenagers for several nights was worthy. And that question is what has led me to know that so much else is possible than what we're currently living right now. So much has yet to be curated and discovered and designed. It's just so interesting how I continue to feel guided by some of the big questions that I have to assume are guiding Mike. And, you know, maybe it's easier in my head than in reality, but either way, it's what mentorship feels like to me. Another mentor I had who's also a male teacher was my uncle who I didn't spend much time with he lived out west and died a couple years ago of a heart attack but like it again it was like these small moments with him that I still am so clear on and that are so pivotal literally pivotal in my way of being in this world and how I take up and pursue educational endeavors. And, and even today, now, I met the most incredible mentors at my previous job and then I chose to leave and pursue a slightly different path and it truly did break my heart. However, it was the separation and parting of ways that attuned me to how much genius and generosity lives there in each of those humans. And so even though I don't see them anymore for five days a week, it's their voices in the back of my head that um, continue to guide me. And having that as my guidance in life is just so interesting because it really shows how, you know, it requ mentorship requires knowing a human being not just what they, how they do or what they do, it's how they are. Their dispositions, their strengths, their attitude towards their areas of growth. That, that really sets us up to continue feeling led by and given feedback by <laughs> those who are most impactful in our lives that we don't see every day. And I'm saying all of this because when I was at the Guelph Outdoor School, they had talked about how mentorship requires like frequent contact, ongoing, intensive leadership from one another. 
And I truly believe that is necessary. Um, And I also believe that that intensity can be short-lived. It can be six months. It can be one month. It's not about becoming the person that you mentor, but it's about collecting this sort of inner world of like systems of voices who guide you. You know, in these roles of leadership and being the mentor, I mean, I always feel mentored in any relationship. Like I do, I learn so much from um, no matter what role I'm in. Um, however, I'm very conscious of the fact that being in a formal mentorship or leadership role, um, A, is often very isolating, and B, to be the most sort of reflective and responsive and attuned leader. I truly believe we need our own mentors. So hopefully, I guess I just made the case for, um, for, you know, thinking about being mentored, being open to it, but then also like thinking carefully about who you choose as a mentor, who you want to be surrounded by, who you want to be making decisions with you because those voices always become nestled in the back of your head. And and thinking too, I guess, about like how temporary our current, you know, circumstances may be. This is all to say um, that leadership and mentorship are these reciprocal processes. And whether you have somebody every day that you think with, or you have a few pivotal, intensive experiences that truly shape and guide and illuminate or disrupt any paths that you thought you might be on to then give you the courage to create your own. Those things are worthy of paying great attention to. Generous mentorship is not always easy to find easy to hold knowledge close, to feel protective over insight, to feel threatened when somebody else has a big takeaway from you. And I've learned that you have to see farther than that. You have to see the bigger picture of mutual flourishing when we learn from and with each other collectively. Uh, So after, of course, reflecting on what I recorded last time, I realized I had one thing to add. Um, Another reason I've been thinking deeply about mentorship is because I've been thinking about how early childhood educators are humans' first mentors in the experience of being human. And when I think about our responsibility as educators from that point of view, it becomes so much more than learning, you know, ABCs or even like self-help skills. It becomes almost this like, um, this like very divine responsibility to guide and coach children on all aspects of humanity. 
So I just wanted to add that because I think that further connects this idea of educators having mentors because they're also being, they're also engaged in mentorship with young children. And that's all the insight I have for today. Thanks for listening and stay playful.